Coming up on the Magnificently Huge podcast, we went and saw the hit action movie Hurricane Heist this week, so you don't have to, because the thing is bonkers. It's just an insane mix of Die Hard and Twister and Cliffhanger? It's just, whatever, we're talking peanut butter and climate change next. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Listener, welcome to episode 42 of the Magnificent Huge Podcast. This is Chris, and this week along with Eric and Brian, we're talking about a big budget movie smash hit action extravaganza in theaters now called The Hurricane Heist. You heard of this thing? No? Well, O-M-G. You need to run out and see this thing right now before it's gone. The thing is bonkers, it's nuts, it's insane, it's crazy, and we're going to talk about all of that for you enjoy it definitely made us dumber having watched it and i think that's going to come through in our talk because uh, we spent a lot of time focused on things like peanut butter and leonard skinner songs and uh, whether or not climate change is real uh, and we all know that it's not i'm not going to ruin the rest because we have a fine talk about the hurricane heist from the director of fast and furious and triple x and starring a bunch of people that you recognize but probably don't know from where that's just one of those movies it's, it's essentially something that you can catch on sci-fi uh in about six months but if you like what you hear send us an email at magnificentlyhuge@gmail.com. we just want to hear from you we love hearing from people reviews insults suggestions uh anything you can catch us on twitter at mag huge uh you know so follow us there drop us a line uh we're at facebook slash magnificently huge and you can you know follow us and share us with your friends and leave weird comments for us and then you know obviously follow us on itunes and soundcloud and stitcher and google play subscribe rate us uh review us share us so yeah have fun enjoy the show and we'll, we'll catch you on the next round episode 43 where we recite hamlet in esperanto for the entire hour but until then enjoy the hurricane heist welcome along for today's show on how the beastie boys are overrated <laughs> oh how dare you oh we're doing the jj abrams episode oh, <laughs> no damn it no, this one is, uh, well, it's a subtopic of a favorite topic, and we'll get to it, but uh, we're just basically going to talk about the hurricane heist. Is that correct? The epic? It is. Sadly, yes. Sadly? Okay. 
We'll we'll get to it. We will get to <laughs> See, it. See, isn't it funny how we, like for once we're on top of the headlines, we're reviewing something new, but it's something no one is going to see. <laughs> yeah, we can get into it. We can get into that very well. This will is it like, still be in the theaters by the time this podcast is released? Yeah. This is yeah. the preview that you saw when you went to see some other movie and you laughed out loud at. There's always at least one preview that you go, oh shit, who made that? Yeah. This well, is that I would like to. Yeah, I would like at this point to just insert the uh, preview so people can get a flavor of it. There's a hurricane coming. We gotta go. 600 million. It's all here with about 300 million of its cousins. It's your responsibility. I'm all right at babysitting old money. What the hell was that about? The treasury's being robbed. Where is she? They need me. I'm the only one with the code. We gotta go get my brother. I need your help. Let's go save the world. What in the hell? Well, I am a citizen of Alabama. Yeah! We're about to be crushed by the biggest storm of the century. Look out! I knew today was going to be. Let's load up. This is gonna be harsh. What? Here comes the horse part. Here goes nothing. You better hope not. Let's get the money. That thing wants to swallow us whole. Hell of a day, ain't it? Hell of a day. That was good. God, I want to. Now I want to see it all over again. Uh, all all I can say is here I am, here I am, here I am. <laughs> it's the best trailer ever. Uh, but before we get into the meat of this thing, uh, do we want to talk about all the stuff we've watched, read, or listened to, or uh, set fire to this week? Called Are you talking hit? about that little thing we do that we call the fresh shit? I am. This shit is fresh. <laughs> Let's see. I think Brian went last last week, so let's let him go first this week. All right. Well, let's start with some video games. I've been playing a lot of video games this week. Yeah. Um, it's That's do you know uh, what like PlayStation Plus is or uh, like games with gold? Wow. You know I don't. Yeah, you're anyway. Well, depending on which <laughs> console you have, um, if you're if you're subscribing to their thing, um, they give out freebie games. And this month is a bumper crop of PlayStation games uh, for free on uh, PlayStation Plus. They have uh, they have Mighty Number no. Nine, which isn't so great, but they also had the Ratchet and Clank reboot and uh, Bloodborne. <laughs> uh, both of which I've been playing, and I want to talk about those two games in the context of combat systems. So I've been playing um, Bayonetta Two on my Switch as well, and it's an interesting contrast. Um, have you ever played God of War or Devil May Cry? Yes. God of War, yes. Both. So, yeah, so games with big, ridiculous set pieces where you beat the shit out of baddies. Um, Bayonetta is made by um, the same people who made the first Devil May Cry game. Hmm. And it is 
a batshit crazy version of a batshit crazy game <laughs> um, where you play a witch who beats up the angels of heaven in various scantily clad outfits and just it's it's goofy but it's a it's a full-on like beat em up action game and then there's Bloodborne, which is a game in the Souls series, like Dark Souls. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know much of anything about those? Nay. It's like you're, it's like you're speaking Greek to me at this moment. But, but alliterative okay. Greek. Well, Bloodborne... <laughs> Bloodborne, Bloodborne is a big, is bad, like, uh, bully, bull-bull-bull. It's very... It's dark. a Lovecraftian horror <laughs> um, setting. Um... But the whole deal with these Souls games is that they're unforgivingly difficult. Like, they just kill you and kill you over and over again, and they give you, like, no hints or pointers. Like, to the (laughs) point of you pick up a weapon, and you don't have the weapon equipped, and so you, like, go into your menus, and you find the weapon, and there's no button to equip it because you didn't go to the right place in the menu. You're supposed to find your own hand and tell your hand that it should have the weapon, and there's nothing that tells you this (laughs) at all. So you're spending, like, so much time just getting killed by, like, zombie giant rats in the first five minutes of this game because you can't even figure out how to whip a knife. <laughs> you know, I, I have the same problem when I try to register to vote, so I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Bayonetta is a really fast-paced combat game, and Bloodborne is, is more slow-paced and deliberate and, and brutal and bloody. And... I'm not sure I prefer either one. I'm finding myself being drawn to the Ratchet and Clank reboot, which is much more of a weapons-based game where you're like a 3D platformer shooting stuff. That's way more my huh. speed. I I played the hell out of Ratchet and Clank back in the day. So <laughs> that would be my vote. This is... I thought it was a remake, but it is more of a reboot. As in, like, there are characters who are who are there that, like, remember you and, and your guy... They weren't in the first game, and, and your character's like, I don't think I remember you. Have we met before? Because I'm getting a touch of the old deja vu. Uh, I don't think so. Huh. Well, guess the old think tank could use a good plumbing. <laughs> Anywho. Hey, wait a minute. I don't recall no brain-eating zombie T-Rex. Okay, fine, Killjoy. Thanks for your help. No problem. See you in the next reboot. You know, they, they play it cheeky like that. Okay. <laughs> um... But yeah, I've been playing a bunch of games. Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct. They're bringing Crash Bandicoot to the Nintendo system, which is bizarre for those hmm. of us who. Uh, what was it before? Grew up was it day? Was it Sega? It was a Sony exclusive. It was like okay. remember the old commercials they had where the guy in the Crash costume outside yeah. Nintendo with the bullhorn going, "Come out, plumber boy!" Right? Hey, plumber boy, mustache man, your worst nightmare has arrived. Pack up your stuff. <laughs> Crash is coming to Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Barely remember that. Uh, I think I was self-medicating too much back then, but okay. <laughs> but I, I remember the name. And then I've got a couple of just little tidbits. Uh, one, there's a um, a video from the Foo Fighters. They're rehearsing a cover of Van Halen's Jump, but over the instruments to John Lennon's Imagine, <laughs> which I think I sent you a link for that. Yeah, yeah I saw that. That was brilliant. I did it! Just how you build. You gotta go with the rock to get 
symbols. Not enough symbols. <laughs> Not to be Van Halen. Yeah, no. no. Um, and and along the lines of of music and fashion and things. So I called it a while back when I was saying like the '80s revival was going to take a dark turn and we were going to get the big shoulder pads. And and my wife and others were like, "No, we're not. Yes, we are. We totally got yeah. the shoulder pads." So now I'm really feeling the '90s revival is coming. Like if you just go to places like you know the DMV or the grocery store, you start hearing like you know TLC and shit. And I'm like, oh god, the '90s fashion is coming. And <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that what we need to do is we need to start a Facebook group called "Old Farts Against the '90s Revival," <laughs> and that's where we get people over 40 to dress in like full-out '90s fashion. I want to see dudes in like jorts, wetsuits, jorts, their, their living color, or. Yeah, jorts, or you get the the women in the overalls with the tank top underneath, right? And everyone needs to have like the fades in their hair and shit. Mm. Or the like, we need to get out there and make this not cool before the youth start doing it. Good luck, because if we do it, it's gonna turn cool. You know that's yeah, it's right, gonna catch you know? on like wildfire because yeah. <laughs> we're trendsetters. Uh, well, okay. And I finally, I I do have a show. Okay. Uh, actually, kind of back to the video game theme. I'm watching Future Man on Hulu. I keep oh. saying that, but it, I haven't watched it. No. No, I have no, okay, no conception. It, it, it's a man it's who's much in better the than future. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so it stars Josh Hutcherton, who was in the Hunger Games. Um, he was the pathetic guy who keeps getting wounded, but she still likes in the Peter. Hunger Games. What's his name? Peter. Uh, Peter. Wait, where's Peter? Peter. Yeah, he was Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Um, and when you're done, you every can stuff him full of salad. Name, every time they said his name, I would hear uh, Sarah McLaughlin singing about dogs. <laughs> uh. So, so the the gag here is it's a cross between the Last Starfighter and the Terminator, but it's a comedy. Oh, so this guy was playing this ridiculously ultra violent um, future combat game. That no one could beat, you know, where like when the bad guys get you, they just tear your limbs off and start hitting you in the nuts with your own leg and shit. <laughs> um, and uh, it turns out he's the first person to ever beat the game. And it turns out that that means that that he's the savior and they and the people from the future. Apparently, the game actually accurately represents the future and they travel back in time to get him because like, oh, we're going to save the world. And he goes, no, that is literally the plot of The Last Starfighter. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, the character knows this. Uh, see, to me, that um, sounds more like Bill and Ted's. But, it, well, but I no, get you. I mean, it, they actually do, like, a go back in time to prevent somebody from doing a thing. They, they go back to 1969. But the beauty part is these future people have grown up in, a, like, a dystopian future where, like, all they eat is rats and everything is terrible and you've never seen a baby and and all of the over the top violent uh, video game clichés in this guy's game that was their reality like they thought that they were just like training him that this was a training simulator and and that he would have these skills but he's just like a janitor <laughs> um but but one of the guys that comes back from the future ha- has this amazing deep like manly guy video game character voice and whenever he does something to kill another person he 
he like describes him headshot kneecap you know he's <laughs> it, i don't know maybe you just have to watch it but uh i'm about four episodes in and i'm uh, enjoying it so far okay i i think and it's funny even use the terminator des- font i think it's funny that you describe all the horrible things about the dystopian future and eating rat and all those things but one of the things you said was and they've never seen a baby and i'm like wait that's a very good thing They've never had to, like, <laughs> sit on a fucking plane listening to a baby go, and then, then have the parents, like, stare at you with evil eyes because you had to get into the overhead compartment and they had just gotten him to sleep. It's like, wait, I didn't ask you to bring that thing here. I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. What were we talking about? Was it the uh, Stephanie Miller show has that bit that's like... Now, as you know, I fly Screaming Baby Airlines. Yes. And I, uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. And, uh, welcome aboard Screaming Baby Airlines. If uh, you are not currently sitting next to a Screaming Baby, a uh, Screaming Baby will be issued to you. Anyway. Um, that's every every flight. flight. Anyway. Every flight. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all I got. Okay, if you say so. What do you got, yeah. Eric? Uh, you, you got anything interesting? I, you know, okay, video games. I uh, on Xbox Live or whatever they brought back uh, Crackdown, the original Crackdown. Oh yeah, it, you, it's it's like, backwards compatible. Yeah, well, it's like fifteen bucks, and I was like, oh yeah. So, uh, it's such a simple game. That's the thing. It's, I remember it being, you know, really deep. It, it's not. You run around and you blow shit up. And I'm like, oh, I love this game because I just run around and blow shit up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's fun but simple. And one thing that's bugging me is I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how to delete my profile save, which I want to do so I can start over. But, uh, I guess oh. I'm... I'm stuck in some kind of god mode now that I've completed the game, which took like 12 hours. It was like no time at all. <laughs> you should be able to go into the settings and go into your like data management and find your cloud save and delete it. Yeah, you'd think. Just right? make sure you, you you just make sure you tell it it's in your like, hand and then use the hand. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not from the game, but like from the consoles menu, the actual yeah. like, console settings. Oh, I'm, I figure eventually I'll stop being lazy and I'll go get like a YouTube video that's like, hey guys who like Crackdown, you want to know how to turn off your profile saves? Because there's like one guy out there who has the same thing, yeah. but wants but to be he, a YouTube he, so star. Does this, make you, does this make you interested in the, um, the new Crackdown game that's coming out later this year? Oh, hells yeah. I've been waiting for that for a long ass time. And they keep pushing yeah. it back, the fuckers. They keep, I swore again. <laughs> They keep pushing it back, and I, 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 I've almost, I've pre-ordered it and canceled it a couple of times because they're like, it's coming this February, it's coming this April, it's coming next January, it's coming in three years, you know. It's coming. Well, in there's no point in pre-ordering future. a game anymore. You can just download it whenever. It's not like they're going to run out of copies. It's like yeah, one, you to download. when the game finally comes out, it's going to be actually considered retro because it'll be so far in the future that all this stuff will be happening. (laughs) So it's a historical Um, document. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And the other thing, a show, last night we finished Bates Motel, and oh my God, you've got to watch this show. This is one of the best shows ever, right up there with Breaking Bad. I know I always talk about Breaking Bad and The Wire, but one of the best shows ever, ever, ever. They do not sell out the ending. It takes exactly as many episodes 
as required. It's there's no filler in this show. And mm. I just it is it is the most gothic, creepy, wonderful, sad ending. I I just it's kind of it's one of those shows where I want everybody to watch the show whether they like it or not just so they can see the last episode in context because it is just so if I if I just am a dick and just go watch the last episode that's not going to work. No, you won't know it what's really going won't. on. That's no, what he's you'll saying. Know, you you'll be able to pick it up, but the thing is there's so much I mean, I don't know, there's some other word for it, but emotional intelligence in this thing that it's not what happens, it's the connections to these people that goes mm-hmm. behind what happens that it's just sad and brilliant. I, I, it's just so fucking good. I swore again. I gotta stop this. You need a sound effect for every time Eric swears. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't Boing. believe this show, I can't believe this show is not a bigger deal, and yet The Walking Dead, which is, you know, awful, doesn't doesn't look as good, isn't written as good, isn't acted as well, is the biggest thing on the planet. It's, it's funny you bring Walking Dead up, because I did read something analysis-wise. Just it, I, I randomly happened across it for Walking Dead. But one of the theories out there is if, if you're a character on the show that's a doctor, there's some mm-hmm. sort of weird proximity rule. So if there's a medical person on the show that's helping out, and then they introduce another medical character, then the older <laughs> medical character ends up dead in like two or three episodes. <laughs> and they clocked it, and it's consistent through the entire show. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a medical person on The Walking Dead, you better hope you don't meet anybody else who knows medicine, because you're fucked. Right. Because <laughs> you're a dead man walking. Yeah, basically. You better run. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I hate that Oh, show dear so me. <laughs> I I I like I was on board cuz I like zombie stuff but it's just so slow and 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 mm-hmm. really badly written. I mean it's 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 like a a sea of clichés. Anyway, that's all I got. What do you got, Chris? Uh very little. I did finally see Logan Lucky. Uh, last oh, week. that's a good going to be a good contrast. Yeah, with, uh, it was very serendipitous. Yeah, we're, we're doing Hurricane Heist, but I wound up watching uh, a few random uh, movies of that ilk, heist, heisty type flicks. But I'd finally pulled the trigger. Yeah, he'll be the heist. Ocean Seven Eleven, very true. And uh, yep. and it, it it blew me away. I loved it way more than I thought I ever possibly would. I thought it'd be you know an entertaining flick, but I walked out of it just going, man, that was that was really good. And uh, the characterizations were were fun, but they do a nice little tweak on the whole hillbilly thing where they basically assumed everybody just thinks they're stupid, but it turns out they're very not stupid, and they use that to their advantage. And then mm. the the actual heist is fun. Uh, the soundtrack is really good. They very well done use of uh, John Denver songs in the the soundtrack, yeah. and then the the final song at the end credits, uh, "Flashing Lights" by this guy named Lord Such. Uh, so I went and found that on online and just listened to that whole album, and it's very crunchy. And I'm like, this sounds an awful lot like Zeppelin. And then I looked up some info <laughs> on it, and basically it was this rich guy who's actually a lord. David Such and he made this album and he got this dream team together so it's basically Jimmy Page and John Bonham and a bunch of other guys and that's why it sounds like Zeppelin but they released the album and it tanked because it it sounded like it was a garage 
tape. Like they didn't do a, a really good job on it. So it's really mm. rough around the edges, which works today. But back then people were not happy with it and there was a lot of fallout. So that's fun. Uh, so Logan Lucky enjoyed. And then I did see another one uh, called Larceny Inc. from 1942 with Edward G. Robinson. And it, I just stumbled across it and it's actually very funny. I would recommend it highly. But it's uh, three. I think I've seen it. Three, yeah, three ex-cons basically uh, like acquire a luggage shop through chicanery uh, that's next door to a bank for the sole purpose right. of digging through the wall in their basement to get to the vault. But the luggage store that's the front basically becomes super successful through no fault of their own. They don't even try and it just, <laughs> they like blows up. And so basically they have to decide if they want to be uh, successful entrepreneurs or continue to try this uh, bank robbery. It was very funny. <laughs> so if you can find it, interesting ahead. as a luggage problem, as a luggage problem, very exciting as a luggage problem. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would I would recommend that highly as well because it was actually very funny and weird to see Edward G. Robinson doing comedy, not something you see every day. Uh, and then uh, early Anthony Quinn as well. So if you want to see him when he was a puppy, uh, hmm. there you go. And that is all I've got. Okay, <laughs> I, I think the bump was there, right? Did we get the bump? Okay. Yes, it was. Didn't you hear it? Uh, I couldn't hear it over the whirling of the, the wind. Because uh hurricane's coming. Did you read the news? A hurricane is coming. <laughs> so. oh, this one's going to be like a .6 or a Mach 7. or a... <laughs> It's, it's going to be a category I'm, infinity. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a meteorologist, and I don't understand how they rate hurricanes. Uh, that's doctor meteorologist to you, fuckwad. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously we're talking about a little film called the hurricane heist uh that was recently released actually in the theaters on a dare yeah on a dare we went because the trailer you have to admit the trailer is awesome the trailer does its job it puts the butts the in trailer, seats i think tells you exactly what you're in for you know <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it does it does it's, there's they, they they probably should have said, "Come on, you know what kind of movie you're in for. You, you, you know, don't 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 yell at us. Yeah, this this will make some cash." <laughs> Quick poll before we get into it: uh, Who among us actually enjoyed it? Uh, that's a big word. Enjoy. Uh, you know, <laughs> on a bad movie level, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I, I came I out of it. I laughed. There were plenty of scenes I oh, laughed. Oh yeah, and, and so I guess I enjoyed those scenes. And I, I came out of it thinking that. Uh, I very well may have seen the best worst movie of 2018. That was my exact thought when I walked out of that thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then I thought it's the barometer by which all heist films set during inclement weather events will be measured from henceforth. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that is how it's going to roll. It, uh, it definitely might win the award for what has to have been the most miserable shoot of any movie I've seen in years. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, these people are just constantly getting whipped by real water yeah. all the time. Yeah, like the and the fans big rolling. Fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it was filmed in Bulgaria. So oh. that's a weird little yeah. Because yeah. well, no, they did that because the the insurance and the safety regulations. <laughs> exactly. Um, I read this in an article. They were like, "We can't shoot this thing in in America because we're you know we're taking too many risks." I guess the lead actress. There was only one stunt that wasn't her. 
like nice. the actual actress. Oh, well, okay, cool. Well, that, that yeah. just raises my esteem just that much higher, if that's possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I like that, that, it, uh, that it's called Hurricane Heist. Uh, A, because normally I don't like heist films that use the word heist in the title. I think that's just silly. <laughs> uh, so that is typically a turnoff. But this time I'm thinking that just, it's right there. It says it all. And I thought, well, if your movie is about a hurricane heist and you call it the hurricane heist, then it's going to be the most literal action movie that you will watch. That I was my had thinking. A similar in. reaction. I was actually thinking, you know, okay, you got a movie called Hurricane Heist, and maybe your first thought is, you know, it's about some people who are going to rob like a train called the Hurricane. No, 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 <laughs> no, oh, no. Maybe. Oh, this is this is about a hurricane that's called Heist. Look out! It's Hurricane. No, no. Oh, no, no, nope. no. Nope. This is literally a hurricane <laughs> within, you know, like taking place. Around an actual heist, if you will. Yeah. It's a hurricane heist. Yeah. Well, and to address this as well, the original title for the working script when they were filming, uh, it was called Category 5. And at some point, they came to their senses and they thought, hey, no, we need to call this Hurricane Heist. And that person deserves uh, a raise. I'm I'm thankful that they did that. I, I liked Eric's alternate title though. Yeah, what was your title, <laughs> yeah. Eric? I think that's how I think that's how the idea for this came up. Is they were sitting around going, "What's some dumb ideas for some uh, movies?" And somebody goes, "Blowjob, <laughs> blowjob." Wait a minute, blowjob, hurricane heist. Yeah, a job that that happens in a big blow. Yeah. When you're missing Michael Caine, though. You are only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> That's oh, what was wow, missing. Wow, you're right. That is that is true. <laughs> this needed some uh, Michael Caine. It it only got Ben Cross. Ben Ben Cross is an actor who was a big deal after Chariots of Fire and has fought for decades to be taken less seriously and do shittier work. I applaud yeah, you, Ben and, Cross. And, and he has succeeded. Uh, he had yeah. the worst, the worst, worst accent uh, I think of anyone yeah. in this this film. Um, yeah. Oh, but they were all so bad. Did anybody speak in their natural accent in this entire movie? Uh, I think Maggie Grace probably did, but that's about it. Because the the main that? guys, she was the the agent. The girl. Oh, okay. Because right. the, the I think, I think we need to set this up a little bit. We need yeah, to like okay. describe what this movie is and who the characters are. Because no one who's listening to our podcast should actually go see the Hurricane Heist. Oh, they should definitely. But they should have some context. Um, I so, so, so uh, to set. Okay, well, let's make it a contest. Uh, who can describe it? Like, do you do you even remember what it was about when you watched it? Oh, it's yeah. about okay. a heist I, I, that takes place during a hurricane. <laughs> if memory serves. Thank you, thank you, Eric. I think we're done. <laughs> so, um, first of all, there's there's these two brothers you see, and they're the ones with with the really fake Southern accents. Yeah, and uh, um, the, the best part is like two good old boys. Yeah, the best part is that one of them's name named Breeze. One of them's ah, named Breeze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brother. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> and the other guy, the other guy's name was also, I think, somehow, like, relevant, but I don't remember his name. But anyway, they watched their dad die in a hurricane. I gotta, I know, before you, I gotta point out, in, in their childhood, they got trapped in a an introductory scene from Twister. 
And yeah, that was my thinking too. And exactly. And Imhotep from the Mummy killed their dad. Yes. The, yes. There's he's the he sees this giant <laughs> piece still, in the I'm hurricane not, that kills his dad. <laughs> okay. Imhotep. So that was my right? that was um, my exact just thought. Just pops out of the clouds. It's like, hey, you kids got a light? No. Okay, bye. And then it disappears into the clouds again. And you go, what was that? So flash forward to present day. Yeah. Well, even before we get to all of that, because you're you, I what's your like two sentence uh, synopsis, Brian? I think Eric oh. sort of Eric sort of nailed it, but didn't because uh, <laughs> like I Hurricane Heist. Okay, I do believe I addressed the spirit of the movie, which is a total lack of subtlety. <laughs> yeah, it's very tautological. This film, um, idiots get in the way of a victimless crime in the middle of a hurricane, <laughs> and Hollywood writers try to pander to the red states. There, okay, okay, that's my that's my summation. I, I, I say good good guys use Apple, bad guys use Alienware because they are very yes. they they will not stop showing you good guys doing FaceTime conversations. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, none of the people in the movie are millennials, and millennials are the only people who use FaceTime uh, and Feds. No, no, no. They were two millennials, and they were bad guys. Yeah, like uh, let's yeah. be clear about this. The the bad guys were the ones using the Alienware, and I think that was a very subtle, you know, wow, foreigner. Wow. Not us, alien. Yeah. Well, thing, we we can get to that because uh, this movie incorporates a lot of uh, the best cliches uh, from movies like this. So we can, we can get back yeah. to the yeah. to that aspect. So uh, the, but, the but, main uh, setup, though. Go ahead. Right, like we should we should at least explain what the hell the movie's about. The main setup is there's a facility that shreds old money that's like greasy and fucked up, and and so they're gonna yeah. destroy. Um, like whatever, Six, like six hundred million dollars worth yeah. of small bills with essentially a, lar- a a paper shredder that's slightly larger than what yes. you get at Office Depot. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna destroy all of the money with like this little thing that's just big enough to threaten uh, a, a man's life with, but right, not actually shred all of the money. <laughs> yeah, our two brothers. One of them's a guy that chases hurricanes in the Batmobile. Yeah. The Dominator. And it's called the Dominator. The other guy is is a drunk mechanic, and somehow they get tied up in this plot to steal the money during a hurricane. Yeah, and they memorize football plays. <laughs> red dog, red dog. 22. Oh yeah, well that, that's because their dad told them that that was a productive thing to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. do something productive, study your football. <laughs> yeah, during, during a category fifty, this will come back. During, yeah, yeah. When, a lot when of they started backs. doing that, I said, "Oh, this will this will come back. This will have an impact." This, this <laughs> exactly. I better remember. Better well, hold we, on to that nugget. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's an ATF agent who, um, for whatever reason, isn't there when the heist goes down. I think she's trying to get the no. This the, is, we, we can get to it, brother, to come fix the backup generators. Yeah. But you've but you've already gone way anyway, over your, your two lines. You've already gone over. I was trying to two lines. I was trying to tell the audience what this movie's about because otherwise we're just talking about things nobody else has seen. There's a facility to shred money. There's a uh, a planned robbery to steal all of the money. Uh, part of the plan is that we'll do it during a hurricane so that somehow we can escape without anyone following us. And then <laughs> exactly. things go awry. Exactly. When, when a plucky when a plucky ATF agent who for some reason has the job that is normally done by the Treasury, a I'm glad uh, you brought I, that up because I was going to mention that. I was going to mention a meteorologist that. who's afraid of uh, tornadoes. So of course he drives into tornadoes, and uh-huh. uh, uh, an alcoholic brother who happens to be in the town where the tornado robbery is happening. 
uh, in in the made sort of up in the made up and... town of of Gulfport, Alabama. Gulfport, yeah. And so immediately, I wanted some Skinner in the soundtrack, but it didn't <laughs> fucking happen. So I can address that in that a costs little bit. Too much, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing. That's one admirable thing about this movie is it's it harkens back to those mid budget actioners from the nineties. That we just don't get anymore because everything is a damn tentpole yeah. that costs two hundred million. This, I think, the budget on this thing was like thirty-five million. Uh, sadly, it only grossed about three point three million over the weekend, so it's got a ways to go. It'll make it back in Europe, yeah, and uh, and over ancillaries and streaming. So I oh, have no this doubt. This whole thing is probably a money laundering scheme. Like, there's probably other <laughs> reasons so. why it was shot where it was. I would hope so. I would <laughs> hope to so. You by Donald J. Trump. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So basically, the the bad guys uh, rob the facility. They're in cahoots with the local sheriff. Uh, the town is empty because it's been evacuated for the hurricane. And then the plucky agent enlists the aid of the two brothers to release the hostages and save the money. And then somehow race through the which so eye of a the hurricane. money can be destroyed. Yeah, and then the end. The <laughs> end is they race. They race through the eye of a hurricane <laughs> while the hurricane wall is barreling down behind them at random speeds of fast and slow. I think it was the 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 geography of that was very funny. Oh, with the brilliant luck that they are on the you know world's straightest road, and the hurricane abides <laughs> exactly. by is following exactly. the road. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. right. Right. It's always in the rear view. It was very kind of the hurricane. It doesn't come like at a cross angle so that, yeah, it's perfectly so you can just drive down the exceedingly straight road to stay away from the oncoming hurricane. Okay. During your heist. So, so that's the basic plot. And so that, you've, we already, you probably already mentioned Twister. Uh, that was the obvious crib at the beginning. Uh, but tell us some other movies that you saw very glaringly in this the, entire the enterprise one that jumped the one that jumped right out at me was uh at one point they do i won't explain they 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 try to logically explain what's happening but they basically they blow out the ceiling of a mall and go flying out <laughs> exactly they have oh, yeah. themselves to something it's a pressure so inversion sort of like, like they're flying up yeah, and they're flying up on these these tether ropes, and then when it's over, they go flopping down and through the side window, and they do the John McClane comes through the, the <laughs> window did. of the yeah, Nakatomi they did. Plaza. <laughs> they did. And then right next to their car. But there's two of them. It's, not, it's, it's so that it's more than Die Hard. It's, it's twice the Die Hard, because it's not one, it's yeah. two. Well, we can, we can address that as well in a, in a bit, but the, the fact that... that the meteorologist guy managed consistently to weaponize weather to his advantage yeah. was amazing. It was well, are amazing. We doing, are we doing yeah. references or? Are we yeah. Doing, yeah. I just, on? I just, I just wanted to plant that little seed so we can get to it a little bit, but the diehard one is the big is, reference I found was lethal weapon Two Cause at the end of the movie, the big bad, uh, the trailer of his semi truck gets pulled up into the air and then falls right back down on the cab of the semi like a spear crushing him. And I just wanted to shout, <laughs> Diplomatic community! When yeah. this happens. Diplomatic community! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! That's, that's... It's just been revoked. Which is funny because I thought again of Twister, of the yeah. big telephone pole that goes through uh, Carrie Ulewis, or however you say his name. 
Yeah. All I could think of was uh, the ending was straight out of Fast and Furious, which is doubly funny because the director is Rob Cohen, who made both of these movies. <laughs> so it's, it's sort of he right. just amp- mm. he's just basically ripping himself off. Uh, but I think the Die Hard one is probably the biggest shadow because it's it literally is like the the terroristic cabal of thieves busting in and then doing their thing mm. and then but the the main bad guy hard in a hurricane yeah basically you, it, it, you got it, a main it, bad guy who wants to be uh who wants to be hans so bad yeah but, but he he's has not. none of the presence and he is one yeah. of the single worst actors i've ever seen oh by the way <laughs> wait a minute this movie was really a fight to the bottom for the worst actor because yeah. i was watching it going well like, she's bad and he's bad and he yeah. who's the worst this is hard if you were doing this yeah. for razzies you, oh no 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 who could the win? hacker girl the hacker girl is yeah the worst. yeah i'm oh my was fucking god I, I agree with you brian yeah she, she had she had she, she had like a speech impediment and she wore <laughs> like a mini dress to a hurricane yeah like it's basically <laughs> well basically it's like she and her boyfriend were like the euro trash hackers like that every one of these movies has <sighs> and it's just like shorthand for it but yeah. she was totally irrelevant to the entire thing so like, uh, my whole thought watching that was why do they need two hackers are they that bad that they need two hackers to do this and then she's just basically walking <laughs> around in this dress just going do the hack that's like her <laughs> her contribution to the entire <laughs> enterprise it's just telling the, the the other dude to do the hack <laughs> so it's just so awful so yeah i would say she's the worst <laughs> but but what i like was that uh i don't know I, okay there's there's those two there then there's the main br- meteorologist brother who mm-hmm. i i swear i didn't think he was an actor i thought brother. he was like a stunt guy who like they hired just to do be an actor but no that that guy's an actor he's been in stuff i've seen yeah um, but he was exactly. so bad <laughs> and and there's there's Jason Stackhouse from True Blood. Uh, and, I think I think the ATF agent is probably the best actress in it, and that's only saying something because of how bad everyone was. Well, I think she actually uh, acquitted herself well given the material. So I, yeah, I will I will give I, mean, I will give her kudos in a year for that. where we're looking for strong female leads. I think she pulls that off yeah. pretty well with the material. Oh, okay. Let me say mention that real quick too. I was impressed with that part of the movie that one, the gun toting action hero of this movie really was a woman and they never yep. did the uh, dopey romantic p- twist. They, they had so right. many opportunities to have like a guy and a girl hook up in the middle of this. Did yeah. not go for it even a little. And I gotta, I gotta commend that. <laughs> well, I like at the end yeah, too. I'll give them respect because they're they're leading up. They're like f- kind of doing the flirty thing, but they never really pull it off. And then at the end, when it's everything's over and, and she's in the the rig driving off into the sunset with the two brothers, and then they pull that. <laughs> what do you say we just drive on to Mexico? Ain't nobody going to miss it. And it's like that pause where they're like, it sounds maybe good. She's like, I'm just fooling you joking. knuckleheads. Yeah, you knuckleheads. And then she slaps him on the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, that right there sums it up. But you brought the, the Hans then, Gruber bit. They set Look. up the next movie, which will be called Jules and Jim, where the two of them are fighting <laughs> oh, over the whole time. <laughs> Jules and Jim and the Hurricane. <laughs> but you brought up uh, yeah. the Hans Gruber thing, and, and that was uh, exactly what I, I was thinking when I watched it, too. Was I'm thinking, man, I'm, I'm thinking of Alan Rickman in Die Hard and how awful that could have turned out. 
but because it's Alan Rickman, <laughs> it becomes that iconic classic thing. And uh, this guy did not have it in Hurricane Heist, and that's just too bad. <laughs> no, thought, this guy reminded yeah. me of the bad guy in Last Action Hero. <laughs> exactly. The, the guy with the eyeball? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, but at least that guy did like brought something original to it. I was watching this going, this is not only an Alan Rickman ripoff, it's it, 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 there's there's nothing added to it. It is strictly yeah. I woke up and didn't didn't put any thought into this. I've got a nose full of blow. I've got to get this thing shot. <laughs> uh, I'll just do exactly what Rickman did. Yeah. And it paid off. No, it didn't. Well, the action the action beats are fairly standard and let me just read you a list of titles these are these are the basic ones that i thought of uh when i was watching this thing uh so we already mentioned die hard this this literally to me felt like one of the really later shitty diehards that really only have die hard in the name and nothing else uh (laughs) die already die already uh, but it also had, we had Twister, we mentioned that, but also a heavy dose of cliffhanger. There was a, there was a lot of cliffhanger in this one because you had the, the treasury thing, they're stealing the money in the daring heist, whereas in cliffhanger, it was in the airplanes, uh, that crash. And then so they this have to is chase like a Rennie money. Harlan joint. Basically. Yeah. It had the, it had a huge Rennie Harlan vibe, uh, <laughs> but there was that, uh, it did have some Fast and Furious junk in it, I guess. I've never actually watched those, but I've seen enough of the trailers. Uh, there was a little Mission Impossible stuff in it, uh, but very little. Like the beginning when they're breaking into the facility, but they're using tranquilizer dart guns, but they're like automatic. Yeah. And then you find out later that they didn't want to... They didn't want to... So that we can have the... They didn't want to spill any blood so they could have hostages. Yeah, they didn't want to kill anybody... Because, yeah, because they, and they took them hostage, but at the same time, they're so violently angry and unglued. <laughs> yeah. Why, why didn't they want to kill anybody? Well, okay, well, let's think this through, though. They didn't want to kill anybody. They lock them in a cage, and then they abandon them in the building while the hurricane is raging. Yeah. So, did they just want them to die slowly? Like, yes. What happened to those guys? Well, it's an interesting twist, but here's the thing. I don't know. Uh, that building looked pretty safe. Yeah. It was, it was a, yeah, but they're trapped in a cage. Nah, who hasn't? But uh, <laughs> but basically, it's it, the the twist on it was that uh, the big bad guy ends up killing Ben Cross, who is like Sheriff Lobo or whatever, who's the crooked sheriff. Uh, so that's really the only fatality that they inflict. But the good guys are basically killing everybody left and right, and there's there's no <laughs> penance. I mean, it's like yeah. it's a weird twist on it. So basically, your your murderous thugs are the heroes, and that's when they're weaponizing weather. Like yeah. the the weather guy, like doesn't like guns, but he's basically yeah. throwing uh, bags full of hubcaps into this searing wind and basically turn him into like straight up hubcaps murder frisbees i mean it's just like holy shit yeah uh so they're whipping around this and this happens during a scene i'd like to point out this happened and you guys saw it too this happens during a scene where the wind is so fierce cars are being blown sideways (laughs) and men are walking behind them using them as cover because it's a wind that'll blow a car sideways (laughs) but leave a man unscathed yeah Yes, but it will launch a hubcap at a speed that is lethal. Like it launched into that one dude's sternum. Assuming you're down, like if you're, you're throwing it yeah. downwind, I guess. Yeah. 
It was good. So there's that, and then they do the. Why was there a big bag of hubcaps hanging there? It was a. It was like and a. Why wasn't a, the bag of hubcaps blowing in the wind? The bag of hubcaps is hanging straight down. Yeah. No wind blowing that. Well, that's like in uh, yeah. in, that's like in Twister when they're running in the shed, and it's all nothing but sharp implements just hanging and dangling, uh, in a very, <laughs> very uh, dangerous way. That's what it reminded me of. But yeah, so the guy turns these things into murder hubcaps, and then he's driving this Batmobile thing called the Dominator, which is a weird name for a, a weather research vehicle. Uh, but at one point, it's got <laughs> pegs yeah. that that you can. Uh, poke into the ground for support and he basically stops short puts the braces in so the car won't move so that the other car chasing them will basically slam in at full speed uh and he really fucks him up there yeah. mm-hmm. so that's two and then he comes but up not with this- before he has this great this he has this great scene with the woman right before he does it where he says do you trust me <laughs> she says rightly what what? <laughs> yeah. Do you trust me? You need to trust me. And I'm like, I'm thinking, no, what is the correct answer? I just met you, bro. What do you mean? Do I trust you? And then the thing he does doesn't actually require her trust. He actually could have done it without telling her it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but, it, it's good. But yeah. He drops these posts, locks down the, the car and lets the other car ram into him. So then, but then he goes in and he figures out the uh, the the pressure inversion thing, which is the like how to weaponize a mall right. during a hurricane, and that's I don't know I don't know the science behind it. But basically, he's watching his barometer watch, and then he's waiting for the exact moment when the the high pressure meets the low pressure, and then sucks everything out of the mall. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it made no sense. Now, this is where the football comes back. Okay, yeah. so the the bad guys have his his drunk ass brother as a hostage in the mall and he warns the brother what he's going to do by calling a football play because there's a football play for I'm going to break the glass ceiling of the mall and suck everybody <laughs> through the roof with the pressure inversion well, I like the brother somehow doesn't end up getting sucked out, yeah. but he's not tethered yeah, I think to anything. Troy Aikman did that in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, Super Bowl thirty something. He uh, <laughs> well, two, two things about that. Uh, number one, it's it, if you're paying attention, it's called a Red Dog twenty two. Okay, uh, and number two, he actually, uh-huh. he actually tells that mean hold on to something for dear life. <laughs> yeah, but he actually tells his brother that he's like, hey Breeze, I'm calling an I'm calling an audible. <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they roll it, and then the mall explodes. <laughs> How the frick does the brother know to do that? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the, the at the after that the brother I think was probably thinking a play. I sure am glad he didn't call that other football play where you take two semi trucks and block a third <laughs> semi truck. Oh, for the record, for the record, that is, that is also a Red Dog twenty two. Uh, just so you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much. There was so much football jargon. There was a lot of weather jargon. Uh, that was probably made up, and then a lot of hacker jargon that was made up, definitely. Uh, I feel dumber. Yeah, do yeah. the hack. Yeah, I feel somehow dumber for having watched it, yet somehow smarter <laughs> for it. <laughs> it's a weird trick. Okay, I want to call out idiot plot moments, things that are just dumb. Okay. All right? Okay. So, Does one of them involve peanut first butter? First of all... Uh, no, actually, let's let's just well let's just cover that. Um, this is the this is the first action movie I've seen in a long time where the heroes take both a pee and a meal break. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. when's the last time you've seen that in an action movie? Well, and they never reload, though. And That's I'm the sure. thing that came out of somebody saying, hey, they never do that. Yeah. And but let's, here's let's the thing. be the first to do that. Let's break ground on this one. But if, if they'd actually stopped to reload, that would have been more impressive. If you put that in there with the pee break and, hey, we need to eat some food. <laughs> but no. Didn't oh, no, happen. But she runs out. She runs out of bullets. Well, they did They did run out of bullets and switch guns and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they did some of that. Okay, but no. Um, so the so Breeze. Breeze is called in to fix the backup generator, and it's made clear to him that if he doesn't fix it, they can't rob the vault. Why does Breeze <laughs> not just disassemble the generator at that point in time? And just, oh, yeah, it's really broken now. There's your problem. Yeah. Uh, like, movie over. Well, I think because Breeze probably... He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I don't know, I don't know fix yeah. the thing. Well, to, to be fair, this is the same guy that for breakfast just mixes coffee grounds into his cup of whiskey. So, you know, that's what no, you're dealing with. No, I can respect with. that. Yeah, okay. That's okay. That's okay. a pretty good idea, I think. Yeah. <laughs> In the same scene, the same guy is shown trying to pick a lock with his pocket lock pick. <laughs> This has no bearing on anything else in the movie. The yeah. lockpick is completely forgotten about. Yeah. It would have been handy when he was trying to bust the guys out of the cage. Yeah. Uh, but no, the lockpick had no payoff. Nope. And then, and this is a this is a two two more. Towards the end of the movie, um, they finally I'm spoiling the movie. Um, they finally capture the ATF woman, and her whole usefulness to their plan was that she had the the codes to the safe. Yeah. And so she unlocks the safe and then they don't kill her. They keep her alive and bring her along. They don't yeah. throw her in the cage with all the other hostages. They bring her along in the truck yeah. for no explicable reason at all. Well, and that's yeah. the good part too because they Why? they bust out the crew. Why is she still alive? They bust out the crew in the truck. There's three trucks. And so and the lead truck is the lone Hans Gruber guy driving that one. And then the one behind him is the girl with the two like strong men, armed gun guys, uh, and then in the the end truck, the back truck is the two shitty hackers, uh, and then they basically get knocked off one at a time. And then when it's all over, when they finally dispatched all the bad guys, then our hero shifts the gear of the semi and goes faster to outrun the hurricane. So the entire <laughs> truck chase, there was another gear. Yeah. You assholes yeah. could have been going faster. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. But uh, what? No, can I say that during that scene, one of one of my favorite parts of the movie was during that scene after they dispatched the bad guy, uh, the 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 dopey can't act hack hackress and her hackery Euro trash boyfriend. They're in the one semi with Breeze, <laughs> and the other two are in the other semi. Well, Breeze's semi like throws a rod or something starts spitting ga- uh, smoke so they they pull the two trucks up next to each other so that he can jump from that semi into the other semi but yeah. before he does that he mm-hmm. takes Hactress and he says okay wait you hold this and steer it <laughs> exactly so basically exactly. you you drive the truck while i jump over to the other truck and save myself and you die. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Right. Uh, My wife pointed out that a real Southern gentleman would have let the lady go first. Oh, that was no lady. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. He didn't try and throw her across. <laughs> Fuck no, I got to get me across. Yeah. But to be fair, uh, that dress was awful, so she deserved what she got. 
that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she she also was the only person who had sex in the movie, right? Because she was she was yeah. hopping up and down on her Euro trash hacker boyfriend in the semi. Yeah. Um. So you know, rule of movies. I guess Friday Thirteenth. I got gotcha. you. Whore has to die. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh well i like the uh the other like the the cribbed moments of character development so we'll start with casey the atf girl uh who is our hero and she keeps alluding made a bad to, call in utah yeah i made a bad call in utah did you notice she made a bad call in utah <laughs> i heard she point, made apparently she made a bad call i heard in utah. she made a bad call in utah bad call in utah but <laughs> She did. She made a bad call in Utah. And so that's why she's so adamant about saving all of this money that's going to get destroyed. uh, Because it's her career on the line. Oh, yeah, right. There was a motivation. Because she made a bad call in Utah. That's the cutscene I really want to see in the DVD release <laughs> yeah. when she says, like during the peanut butter scene, "Well, I I made a bad call, and you, I know you told me that like fourteen times. Shut up." <laughs> well, that's the other thing is that- they actually wait. They actually did do that at one point. There was a scene where two of the bad guys were talking about something that happened in the past, and and one of the other guys actually says to him, "I know." I was in the room, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he actually calls out how dumb it is. <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah, if yeah. only, if only. Uh, well, that does that does lead to the uh, another good scene. We keep mentioning it. It's the, the peanut butter scene. And so basically, they moved the Dominator uh, into the garage to figure out plan B. Uh, and they did realize that they're hungry. And he has... Uh, peanut butter jelly sandwiches in some sort of compartment labeled by day. So there's Monday, Tuesday. Uh, and she's amazed at this. Because he's and such a stickler for routine, you know, <laughs> scientist. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then they have a lovely exchange about peanut butter. Uh, she's like, oh, this is... About what brand yeah, it is, because you can tell. Yeah, is this... What is it? Is it Jif? No, I'm a skipping man. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. And then <laughs> she's like, this is Welch's not, grape not jelly, that. though. Or smuckers not just that. Jelly. Yeah. Not just that, but uh, no, I'm a Skippy man. So, you know, it's Skippy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you didn't even say the second part. <laughs> yeah. That's and then, kind of assumed, dude. And then, and then smuckers. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying well, to figure that out because I, I get the product placement thing, but then you wouldn't kind of, wouldn't be mentioning your, your competitor's brand out loud. Like, so, yeah. huh? I yeah, think that was I thing? think the the person yeah. who paid for the plug was Peter Pan. Going, we weren't in this shit at all. <laughs> we had nothing to do with it. Don't it's, mention us. Yeah. We'll pay you not to It'll, mention us. It's going to smear their good name. But the other one was the the Smucker's yeah, strawberry like peanut butter. <laughs> no, but it was Smucker's strawberry jam. Yeah, with a name like yeah. Hurricane Heist, it has to be good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, that's I, it. Where do I yeah. send you money, dude? Yeah. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> but the the part where she is eating the sandwich and mentioning oh it's strawberry jam uh after she's already eaten it and my first thought when i was watching that was oh thank god she's not allergic to strawberries because that would have really sucked <laughs> it's like you're in the middle of this hurricane doing all this shit and then suddenly you go into anaphylactic shock <laughs> i mean it's just so many things could have gone wrong great actually yeah. if she like bloated up and got all huge and she she's like i can't fit my finger in the trigger hole and she can't like shoot anymore because her, yeah. her hands are enormous yeah so there's that, that. new uh and then and then this is also the scene where they decide that they're gonna break back into the the mint and the way to do it is to turn the dominator into a bomb using fertilizer for some reason 
them and it's just it makes no sense oh, yeah and uh and she just basically explains it away by going we know timothy mcveigh took down a whole government building with the same ingredients it's like oh well that's totally legit let's do it yeah uh, and then it never oh, comes yeah. to fruition. Actually, she says, you know, Timothy McVeigh took down the federal building. Yeah. The. I thought that was really an interesting <laughs> choice in words. The, you know, that yeah. one federal yeah. building. Yeah. So they, they have that. But my favorite bit of just total bonkers, just what the hell is going on is when the sheriff comes in to try to take over and then he's just yelling and screaming about how everything's turning to shit because they're trying to steal this stuff in the middle of a hurricane. He's like, I, we spent years planning this and all we needed to pull it off was one hurricane. And then I thought, holy shit, your entire plan was centered around a freak weather event that may or may not happen in your area. It's like, you're taking an awful huge gamble, <laughs> dude. I mean, it's just like, the leap of logic was just amazing. I loved it. I almost got up and cheered. I almost did. I I, <laughs> I remember I remember thinking at the end when they said, okay, I guess their plan was when they drive they drive away through the eye of the storm. Because the eye of the storm, that could be 50 miles wide. Well, apparently, <laughs> it could be 50 miles wide if it's the world's biggest hurricane of all time ever, well, which fortunately it is. Cause well, it was, because he saw it at the front. you didn't know that, and they didn't know that. They were waiting for any hurricane to be big enough to yeah. you know rob some shit. Exactly. In which case, they could have <laughs> gotten one where the eye was like a half mile wide and they'd be fucked no? i feel like this would have been a great crossover with geostorm that would have been amazing like like just do some yeah. serendipitous like start geostorm as the beginning and then make hurricane heist the end and just have them two movies that somehow managed to be one that would be amazing <laughs> but uh, kind of like the the monster cinematic universe or the you know all the cinematic universes will make one on weather so when I was watching this, my my first impression was, oh god, this is going to be like a full on like red state movie because like there was like this really over the top red, white, and blue Uncle Sam small town America. Everybody's very militaristic, yes sir, uh, kind of people. Um, the you know the bad guys were were literally like alien and millennial, and you know. Uh, city folk and I was just like okay and then the meteorologist guy gets on the horn with the scientists at the government and science is not right about the weather and yeah. the government doesn't know what it's talking about when it comes to exactly. the climate but then I realized later on no this is some Hollywood liberals attempt to pander to these guys to the red state guys yeah and they 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 do it poorly you know so of course in the end the paternalistic sheriff guy is a bad guy and and there is that great bit uh okay there's a bit where they go to breeze's place and he's got a weapon stash yeah and he's like well Thank i you. am a citizen yes. of state of Alabama. now i'm watching this in a theater in arizona and every other person in the theater is like hooting and hollering about how fucking funny that was and all, i'm just like i want to yeah. leave was it all everyone was it all eight of them because when i saw it there were eight of us yeah, the it was maybe about <laughs> ten people, but they were all okay. just like, yeah, yeah, guys," yeah. and I'm like, uh, "Well, that reminds me." I okay, I I watched that scene and okay, two things came to mind. First was, well, I am a you know 
blah, blah, state of Alabama. And I thought, is Alabama known particularly for firearms? I mean, I mean, more than any other state in this fucked up country that lets you like own a gun for any reason at all. I mean, I think it's just is it Alabama more. I think than- it's just shorthand for Southern. So that's a thing. Yeah. Again, yeah. I live in a red state, so we like guns. Yeah. Red Dog Twenty Two. Uh, yeah. And the other funny and don't thing show your feelings, that- fag. <laughs> really, the, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a total Bill and Ted's moment. It was awesome. Yeah. I I I uh, he he shows like all of these these handguns. Uh, yeah, and he never uses them, does he? I don't remember him firing a shot in anger. I don't remember any um, shooting. No, no, he was too busy making murder frisbees. Uh, didn't have time for have, shooting. He right. must have put them wherever he put his lockpick. <laughs> you really, really, yeah, really, yeah. Well, it does. It does remind me of a, a really sweet review that I read uh, from Variety, and. It basically, all of this has come to light, but it says all three of the heroes take time out of the middle of survival situations to discuss their undying love of football and the Second Amendment, but they also believe in climate change. If our divided country can't come together over a movie this wonderfully terrible, what hope do we really have? (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to add. It's the hurricane heist, everybody. (laughs) Which, uh, Which is only surpassed by the guy from Village Voice who basically said it's like the filmmakers went into the diehard store, stretched out their arms, rolled their eyes back, and bellowed, Give me everything! (laughs) 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 And I thought, that's just about Uh, right. That's just about right. Uh, But the only thing that's missing is the, the soundtrack was awful, and it didn't do it any justice. I think if you were gonna do something like this, you need to go for broke and you need to just commit and put a little extra money into the soundtrack because it was sorely lacking. Free Bird. You needed Free Bird. There's all Free Bird. But there's also a song by Leonard Skinner called Call Me the Breeze. And I thought that would have been perfect. Uh, it's got a good guitar lick. That's your end credits music, right? Uh, no, no. End credits music would be uh, like we need a Marilyn Manson cover doing something like Here Comes the Rain Again by Eurythmics. Or like rain, <laughs> can I? Or like raindrops keep falling on my head. I got to take exception with that. We got to hire, uh, and if they've broken up, we got to put back together thirty-eight special to record <laughs> the, the thrilling song "Hurricane Heist." <laughs> Gonna be a hurricane heist. Hurricane heist. Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. Well, here's some things that we're missing. <laughs> like, it also, because it's a throwback to some solid 90s actioners, uh, the, it needs some new metal in there somewhere. It needs, like, some corn or some Godsmack or something. Limp Biscuit, that would be good. Uh, yeah, but, don't, don't go for quality new metal. Go for the Limp oh, no, Biscuit, that's no. what I think. <laughs> uh, but, but a couple others, it does need, well, we definitely need Rocky Like a Hurricane somewhere. Uh, which, oh, wait, wait. I need to point this out. All of the big singers from the 90s are like dead now. Like Chris Cornell's yeah. dead. No like Kurt Cobain's dead. Um, the, even the guy from Linkin Park is dead. dead. We still have Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. We still have <laughs> Dead. Uh, but then uh, I also thought. Dead. Yeah. Well, during the uh, the murder frisbee scene, uh, I think there's a song called "Raining Blood" by Slayer that would be perfect. Raining blood, 
So that would work because you need to have a lot of metal in there. But then you also need like Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks to sort of slam home the, the southerniness of it. And the lightning strikes, another love grows cold on a sleepless night. Uh, and then like, have you seen the rain by Credence and uh, and shit like that? So I thought that was the only thing that was lacking. She's as sweet as honey. Here's to kiss spies. Together they're gonna stop them from committing a hurricane heist. It's a hurricane heist! <laughs> <laughs> hurricane heist! <laughs> Give me a few more wait. hours so I can come up with more. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's called Hurricane Heist? What's hurricane it about? Hurricane Heist! <laughs> Yeah, I literally am. I literally am speechless. It's uh, probably my favorite. If we don't have a good place to cut to an outro by now, I'm shocked. It literally is uh, just the worst movie of the year that I had the most fun at. You know what I mean? Uh, one last oh final God. thought. The one. The one sort of stray oh thing I didn't get in. Uh, yeah. Like during the the peanut butter scene. When they're having peanut a, butter, they're, they're jelly having a time. It's peanut butter jelly time. Yeah, they're having a meet cute in in film. That's what's known. You know, it's <laughs> exactly. like the conversation about nothing that makes the boy and the girl realize they like each other. They do it, but they don't end it with you know any romantical kind of thing. Yeah, and and, and I really, really would have, I would have, I would have, I would have stood up and applauded if. In the middle of all that, she did try to move in to kiss him, and he, he said, I- I'm sorry, ma'am, but I am a homosexual. I mean, that's what I thought was <laughs> coming next, and it didn't uh, Wow. We, I wish we'd have cut earlier. <laughs> <laughs> to Hurricane Hast! All right. I'm done. Well, there's a, the episode 42, right? Is that what it was? 42? God, we really are dumber for having watched Hurricane Heist. Anyway, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. We hope that you, you share us around with your friends and family. Rate us highly on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play and SoundCloud. Subscribe, you know, just get this thing when it first comes out each week because uh, you want to be fresh. You want to be on the vanguard. So, yeah, do that. And while you're at it, go ahead and please send us some uh, messages, some emails, some thoughts, and suggestions to magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will get back to you. We read the fan mail. Uh, we respond to the fan mail. Because uh, we're vain. And really, just, it validates us. And then, you know, follow us on Twitter, at MagHuge. Check us out on Facebook, the Magnus Huge Podcast. Like us. Send us comments. And again, please, just listen and share. That's all we really ask. And in return, we will entertain you every week as we have here. Until next time, bon voyage, as they say in uh, Spanish. All right, check y'all later. Bye-bye.
Mr. Breeze. 